Welcome to Elevate. Man, it's good to see you guys. It's a little chilly outside. It's good to see some new faces, though. I think it feels great. Does anybody live for this weather like me? Okay, wow, a good, good amount of you guys. I know my friend Zach. I don't know where he's at. He's, he's back there. He hates this weather. He likes the summer. Lame. Okay, um, before we begin, I need a volunteer with a can. Alyssa, come on up. Come on up. I know, I know, next time. You've already done it like five times, it feels like. Okay, next week, I got you. Okay, count us off. Three, two, one. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's becoming more of a thing to do it before than it is to actually do it. Okay, let's, let's do it for real, for the real ones here. Let's do it. Three, two, one. <laughs> all right, that was good. That was good. Give yourselves a hand, guys. Give yourselves a hand. Oh, you guys are all drinking pop. Okay, that was funny. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Don't they, isn't there something they do in like a Zoom class to do applause? What is it? Somebody was showing me. Is it snaps? Okay, someone was telling me something. It was like waving your hands all around or something. It's, it seemed weird, like jazz hands. I don't know, man. Okay, before we get into the message, I've just got a couple of quick things to say just to remind you guys. Some of you guys might not know. And if you know, I'm just going to remind you. Um, just a couple of things. First thing is we don't, while you're at Elevate, we can't allow you guys to do PDA. And that's public displays of affection. And a quick hug or two when you see somebody is fine. But outside of that, you know, hand holding, arms around shoulders, um, kissing. Ooh. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Um, we will ask you to stop, and if it continues to happen, we will unfortunately have to call your parents. I know, pulling the parent card. And another thing we'd just like to ask you guys to do is just during the service, including worship and the message, we'd like to ask if you could keep off your phones unless you're taking notes. And again, this is just so we can set aside this time for God. This isn't, this isn't about causing distractions. This isn't harming you in any way. But we believe that this is the time that we have set aside for God so we can learn and grow in who we are. So you guys got those two things, right? Say, so got it? Got it. All right. Cool. All right. We're going to begin a new series tonight called Thankful. Thankful. I know it's, it's Thanksgiving month, so we thought we would do something cheesy and call it Thankful. But we're going to be learning about giving thanks. And before we begin, though, I need to hear your guys' Thanksgiving traditions. What, can, what is not Thanksgiving until you have blank? Let's raise some hands here. Who's got it? Yeah. Grandma's mashed potatoes. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Hawaiian rolls, yeah. Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's do some more. Not Thanksgiving, so you're hanging out with your church before, yeah. Oh, turkey. <laughs> I thought you said church, I'm sorry. Okay. The ham. Does anybody like ham better than turkey? No, my hand's way down. No, the turkey's way better. Okay. Yeah. Bubble bread? Yes. What is that? Well, can someone tell me what bubble bread is? Do you even know what it is? Or are you just making it up? Is this, is this real? Is this a real bread? Okay. Like bubbles? Put the rolls in bubbles? Oh. Caitlin, are you taking notes? I'm taking notes. We got we to gotta do this. This sounds great. 
That sounds awesome. Okay, you had a good one. Okay, what you got? What? That sounds like a youth group trying to get people to do an extreme game. Like, come try these barbecue flavored dipping dots. Yeah. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> Father of the Bride. That's a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. Okay, we're going to do two more. Yeah. Orange salad? I do know what that is. Yeah. Pies. Yes, I love pies. Okay. So it's not Thanksgiving. I don't know if I have anything unique. I mean, I like turkey. I like mashed potatoes. I don't know. I don't have a lot. Um, okay, I need some more help. So we're in Thanksgiving, right? So we're doing a series called Thankful. So I need you guys to tell me things that you're thankful for. What is something you're thankful for? Yes. Jesus, Sunday school answer. Good one. Yeah. All the ladies in the front row. Awesome. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. What? Your dog? Fernando. Fernando. Yeah. She has a dog named Fernando, if you didn't know. We're going to do two more if we, can, if we have two more. Yeah? Friends at Elevate. Another good answer. Do we have anybody more? No? No more thankful people. Okay. We're good. You guys know it's good to be thankful. It's good to be thankful. So give yourselves a hand. You guys did a good thing tonight. Let's give yourselves a hand. It's good to be thankful. Of course, we're... We're being cheesy this month. We're talking about thankfulness and Thanksgiving month. And so, you know, it, there's a power in being thankful, right? There's a power in being th thankful. It's almost, like, it's almost like it's a superpower, right? It's almost, it's being thankful. It does a lot of things. A thankful heart can do a lot of things. And we're going to be looking at just a few things that a thankful heart produces, a few things that a thankful heart can do, but before we look at what a thankful heart can do, we need to even look at what a thankful heart is. We need to look at what a thankful heart looks like, because it's important for us to be on the same page with what we're talking about here. You know, imagine you're doing a good old Thanksgiving football game. You know, does anybody do football games on Thanksgiving? Okay, yeah, you're playing a Thanksgiving football game, and where's my, I, I remember, where's Spencer? Spencer, okay, so you're playing Thanksgiving football with Spencer, you're having fun, and you say football, but Spencer's thinking soccer, okay, Spencer's thinking soccer. Now, imagine kicking a ball with your foot in football. I mean, come on, like, you're, you're, you're playing football, you're, we're doing American football the right way, Spencer's being a weirdo, he's playing soccer rules, and so we're playing, you're playing football, and Spencer is on soccer rules. You, as you can imagine, you're not going to work well as a team, right? You're not. You're just not. You're not going to work well as a team. There's going to be a lack of communication, and there's, going to, there's, there's not going to work well. And so a lot of times, that's what a sermon is, right? We're, we're here. We're getting the game plan. You know, like the preacher's the coach, and you guys are the players that I'm preparing you guys to go out and play the game, right? I'm preparing you guys to go out and to play the game, and I'm teaching you and equipping you with the rules, with the strategies, with the mechanics to play the game. Because inside these walls should not be the game itself to you. Right? Inside these walls should not be the game. You know, when you say you're a Christian, you shouldn't, the first thing you talk about honestly shouldn't be church. When you say you're a Christian, you should be going out, you should be talking to people, you should be sharing Christ, you should be sharing the love that God has for you. And this is the place you go to get strategy, to go to rest, to hang out with the people. 
and then to rest up for the rest of the week, right? This, this isn't the game. You, you, I'm training and equipping you guys to be players for the game. And that's what this is. And a lot of us, I think we grew up thinking that church is the game. You know, a lot of us, we grew up thinking that church was the game. That as a Christian, that's what you do. You play the game by going to church. But it's in fact, it's the opposite. You come to church to get the strategy so you can go play the game outside. And that's what it is. And that's why it's so important that we're on the same page, that I'm not playing football and Spencer's playing soccer, right? That we're all on the same page with how to play the game. So it's important for us to understand what a thankful heart looks like. It's important for us to understand what thankfulness even means. So I looked up three definitions of thankfulness, according to Webster, and we've got this. We've got one is a conscious, consciousness of benefit received. Two is expressive of thanks, is to express thanks. And three is well-pleased. And I think these are all perfectly great definitions. You've got your, your conscious benefit. So let's, let's put it in a real way. Let's say somebody gives you a plate of mashed potatoes that you asked for. You are consciously making that mashed potato, that gift aware to that person. You're saying thank you, right? And I was putting a lot of like fancy words just to a simple phrase we say constantly, but that's what it is. So being thankful is about consciously acknowledging the presence of something that is given to you or is happening to you. And most of the time, thankfulness comes as a result of a gift. You know, maybe that's a material object, like an Xbox you get on Christmas, and you like, oh, I got this gift that you gave me, so I thank you for it. I'm consciously making that uh, gift acknowledged to you and expressing my, the benefit I have received because of it. And sometimes it's time or energy, like thank you for getting coffee with me, thank you for helping me do my chores. There's a lot of ways we can share thankfulness, um, a thankfulness to somebody else. But a thankful heart is something different because a thankful heart is something that is continually happening. It's a constant thing. You don't have a thankful heart by th saying thank you one time. You have a thankful heart because it's something that it's doing. That thankfulness is almost a result or a fruit from a thankful heart. And the Bible talks a lot about the heart because your heart is so important. Your heart is your, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and that's how the Bible describes it. It talks about that your heart is the root of everything that you do, and everything you, cons and everything you do consistently flows from the heart. Jesus talks about this in Luke chapter 6 in the Passion Translation. It says, you'll never find choice fruit hanging on a bad, unhealthy tree, right? You know, you can't go up to a dying tree and try to pick a good apple, right? It's dying, it's dead, there's no good fruit there. And rotten fruit doesn't hang on a good, healthy tree. Every tree will be revealed by the quality of the fruit that it produces. You can never pick figs or grapes from thorn trees. People are known in the same way. So think of that. You got this analogy he painted, and he's saying people are the same way. People are the same way. Out of the virtues stored in their hearts, good and upright people will produce good fruit, just like the tree. Likewise, out of the evil hidden in their hearts, evil ones will produce what is evil. And catch this phrase, for the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and be heard by your words. And so that's really powerful. You can, you can put on a mask for so long, right? You can put on a mask for so long, but eventually the fruit of your heart will come out. And it'll come out maybe in certain ways, but you can only fake it for so long. You know, and when it comes to living the Christian life, when it comes to be, having a fruitful heart, you cannot fake it till you make it. 
You know, that's, that's something people say in leadership or in sports to fake it till you make it because eventually it'll become real. But your heart, you can't do that because it's something that you have to produce. It's something that you have to tend to. So having a thankful heart means choosing to consistently show thankfulness towards God and others. And that is what it means to have a thankful heart. You are reprogramming your heart until it overflows with thankfulness. You are reprogramming your heart till it overflows with a thankful attitude or an attitude of gratitude. And so we're going to look at tonight some things that a, hang, a thankful heart can do. And we're going to look at the Psalms. So Psalms chapter 69, verse 30 says, Then I will praise God's name with singing, and I will, what does that say? Honor. honor. There we go. I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrifice and cattle. This will please him more than sacrifices, more than presenting a bull with horns and hooves. The humble will see God at work and what? Be glad. There you go. Let all who seek God's help be encouraged. So here's something I want to get to get. Uh, here's something I want to give you guys tonight: is thankfulness gifts honor to the giver. Thankfulness bestows honor to the giver. When somebody is when somebody is giving you something, thank, thanking them for that and showing them appreciation is a gift of honor back to them. You know, um, there's a comedian, a Christian comedian who goes by the name Michael Jr. Has anyone heard of Michael Jr.? Yeah, and he's got a quote, he's got a phrase that I really like. I heard a clip from him. I don't have it tonight, but he said, as a comedian, he struggled a lot with how he was received. And I think if, we've, if any of you guys have spoken in public before or done any sort of thing, like performed, you can struggle with that too, that you, know, you, you struggle with how people are gonna perceive you and how they're gonna look at you and think about you. And sometimes at comedy shows, he would get mixed responses. Like sometimes people wouldn't laugh, sometimes they wouldn't respond well. And he took that pretty hard. He began to doubt if God had put him on the right path or not. But one day, God showed him something really powerful. God said, Michael, your comedy is giving them a gift of laughter and joy. When, the, when you give somebody a gift, it's not a transaction. You don't expect anything in return. And so your comedy, your speaking, and your joy is a gift to them. And when they react well, and when they are positive, and when they laugh at you, it's a gift back to you. You shouldn't expect the gift back because you're giving them a gift to begin with. You know, it's not a purchase. It's about giving. You know, it's like if somebody gave you a Christmas gift, they wouldn't be expecting or they shouldn't expect like a transaction, like a monetary value transaction back because it's not a transaction. It's a gift. And there is times in your life when you're going to be Michael Jr. and you're going to be doing something out of the obedience and just stepping out in faith and saying, God, I'm going to do this thing even if it makes me look like a fool, even if it embarrasses me, but I'm not doing it for a transaction. I'm doing it so that because I'm giving them a gift, whether that's a gift of comedy or whether that's a gift of just showing them that you love them by sitting with them at the lunch table. You're giving them a gift, and their positive reaction is a gift back to you, but it's not necessarily guaranteed. And so sometimes you're Michael Jr., but sometimes you're the other person who has the opportunity to give Michael Jr. honor by showing a thankful heart or gratitude or a positive reaction. You know, when someone does something for you as representatives of Jesus, we need to show them gifts of honor back to them. And that's something that a thankful heart can do. And so here's the thing. That works really great with people. But you know, God gives us gifts as well. Think about that. Imagine this. God is giving us gifts, and we have an opportunity to give God a gift back. 
Let's just think about that for a moment. Imagine, like, let's just, the perfect God, the creator of the universe. He created the tallest tree to the molecules on the blades of grass. He created the planets, the stars, the universe, and he created you from before you were, uh, before you were even in the womb. He had, your, he had plans for you, and he had ideas for you. And when God created all that, instead of accepting his love, we rejected him. And we were outcasts, and we were away from God. And so God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross to set us free and to put us back with him forever. He's directing your steps. He's preparing your future. He's preparing your future spouse for you. He's aligning the universe so that your, your future will be fruitful. And yet we have this opportunity to give God something that he doesn't have right now. It's our honor. It's our respect. It's our thankfulness. It's our gratitude towards him. It, just imagine that. He, God is missing something. The creator of the universe is missing something, and you have the thing that he's missing. It's your honor. It's your thankfulness. It's your worship. He's missing your thankfulness. And here's the craziest thing in the world, that the universe, you know, like we see all these movie characters who are so powerful and they're destroying all these things, whatever. But the universe of the, the creator of our universe that's real and that's not like a fictional person, the creator of our universe is missing something from you. And the crazy thing is we can choose to give it to him or not. And he won't punish us either way because he gave us the gift of free will. And I think honestly, too often we choose not to give him the thankfulness that he's missing. Or too often we choose not to give him the honor that he's missing. And too often we just accept the gift and move on. And many times it's not even important enough to us to even think about it or consider it. And then many times even after that, like we've all guilty of this, but we don't even give him honor and thanks for what he's given us, but we start complaining to him about the future of the things that he hasn't even had an opportunity to provide for yet. I think we've all fallen into that trap before. I know I have many, many times in my life to where I'm not even giving God thanks for everything that's leading up to this point, all the things that I've had to align in the universe, I haven't even acknowledged, and I'm complaining about tomorrow, about what job I'm going to have. And God's literally telling us, hey, I've got it. I'm lining the steps. I know you can't see it yet, but it's taken care of. God is so concerned about your heart, your state of your heart in the present moment. And he's saying, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it when it gets here. I'll give you another gift later on. But right now, all I'm asking you to do is to give me honor and the respect for the gifts I've already given you. And maybe, just maybe, you know, we're so wrapped up in the future and so wrapped up and concerned about how God's going to take care of things that maybe he's working on things behind the scenes right now. And in fact, the Bible says that he is. You know, and many times we're so wrapped up in our future and we even get caught up in blaming God for not making things even more perfect for us. And maybe God's working on a plan behind the scenes. One of my favorite verses in, is in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, do not worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need. And when you pray, always give thanks. And God's peace will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and the peace that God gives is so great that we can't even understand it. Maybe just maybe God's cooking up some peace for you right now. Maybe God's cooking up some goodness or God's cooking up some joy or he's cooking up some plans. It's like, hey, I can't wait to show you this plan, but I'm just not quite ready for you to see it yet. Or you're not quite ready to receive it yet. He's working on a plan right now, but that peace and that plan is unlocked through thankfulness.
that peace, that goodness, that joy that God is cooking up for you, that he has been since the beginning of time, you can unlock that through thanking him and honoring him for what he has given you in the present. And that leads me to the last thing we're going to talk about tonight, and it's this. Being thankful for the present sets the stage for God to move. Being thankful for the present sets the stage for God to move. Something you need to know about God, this is something you need to know about God. If you can get this one thing about God, I believe this will change your life. If you can get this one thing you need to know about God, I believe it will change your life. And that this is this, is God is crazy about you. God is crazy about you. He is crazy in love with you. And just block out all the junk you see on TV, all the junk you see on Netflix that have to do with relationship, and just focus on how good of a father God is and focus on how good of a relationship that he wants to give you. And you are his main priority. I, I, don't, I just believe some of you guys need to get this inside of you right now, that you are God's main priority. I already talked about this, but God, the creator of the universe, all the molecules and the atoms and the planets, all that, you are his main priority right now. You have to understand how much God loves you. I saw this quote earlier this week, and it's by A.W. Tozier, and it says, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. When we think about God, when you think about God at home, when you're by yourself thinking about God, what comes to your mind is the most important descriptor of you. When we think about God, our, our, what we should think about is never-ending unconditional love because that's the truth of who God is. And here's the thing, God loves us so much. We know that. We, God is so obsessed with you. He's so crazy about you. And yet the Bible is full of scriptures about dealing with your heart. And to me, that tells me that the heart is so important to our health. And not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, that our heart is so important to my health. Just follow the logic here. God, the creator of the universe, who loves you, loves you, the, the personable you, so much. Yet God, who loves you more than he can ever imagine, is so adamantly concerned about your heart. And so to me, that, real, that reveals that maybe our heart is more important that we understand sometimes. That what goes on in our heart, what we feed our heart, is directly connected to our health. What we feed in our heart, just, just look in the physical. You know, if you were to just eat junk food all the time, your heart's not going to survive very long, right? Your heart's going to have a, have a hard time keep going when you get older. And so by allowing your heart to be transformed into a thankful heart, right now, we are setting the stage for God to move. Just think about it. If your heart is full of gratitude and thankfulness, if your heart is full of that, that it's overflowing, that tells me a lot. That tells me that arrogance doesn't have a place because you're consistently acknowledging and thankful for God's power and not your own. If your heart is so full of thankfulness, that tells me arrogance doesn't have a place. If your heart is so full of thankfulness and gratitude, that tells me jealousy and discontentment don't have a spot either because your heart is already full of thankfulness for what you have given to you already. If your heart is so full with thankfulness, anxiety can't have standing room in your heart either because you are so focused on God's provision in his hand that there's not even standing room for anxiety in your heart. If you can get this key of having a thankful heart, I believe this will set the stage for God to move in your future. And all it takes is to right now to just begin acknowledging God's presence and what God has given you. And it's so easy. We just give him honor. And we do that through many ways. We do that through worshiping. 
Um, we, do, we do that you know, every Wednesday here. We worship God. And we give him honor and we focus on him and we give him honor and thankfulness for what he has given us. We do that through prayer, by just acknowledging. Acknowledging what he's done, acknowledging his presence. We can do that just by living a lifestyle dedicated to him. There's many ways we can give God honor, which is something that he is missing that you have. And by, and by having a thankful heart, you are directly preparing for your future right now. Instead of worrying about the future, a thankful heart prepares for it. Anxiety dreads the future, but thankfulness prepares you for the future. So I'm going to ask the worship team, they're going to come on up now. And I just want us to get this in our spirit tonight. I just want us to, to understand the importance and the power of thankfulness, which is just giving someone honor. That again, God has missing something from you, and we have this opportunity to give it to him. So let's all, let's all stand up right now. And we're going to use the rest of this evening, and we're going to focus on, on what we've learned tonight. We're going to focus on giving him honor and giving him thanks for what he's done. So during this last worship song, I just want you to not worry, not just block out, just block out the distractions. Don't think about the people next to you. Don't think about the people around you. And you can stand up, you can sit at your seat, you can kneel on the ground and turn your seat into an altar, whatever you gotta do. But right now, tonight, we're going to give God honor. We're not gonna leave this place till we give God honor and to thank him for what he's done for us. Because I can tell you, every single person here, God has done something in your life that has changed the course of your life. God has done something inside of you that has changed the course of your life. And if you can't see it yet, just ask the Holy Spirit and he will show you. So let's bow our heads, close our eyes tonight. Holy Spirit, just reveal to us the gifts you have given us. Jesus, you are so focused on our heart. So tonight we give honor to you. We give thankfulness to you. We have an attitude of gratitude to you. And we're never going to forget what you've done for us. We're going to prepare our future right now by having an attitude and a heart of thankfulness. So let's do that tonight. <laughs>